Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever podcast app you use, and of course... Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast and YouTube.com slash Up Next. Right. Hello, Twitch and YouTube room. Hello, we are live. The video replays up there on the Twitch and the YouTube. For all you people, hit that subscribe, follow button. Do it immediately. Pause and everything you're doing and do it now. Not unless you're driving right now. No, you're driving, pull over. Sh- shout out uh, all the, the listeners who are driving right now. Yeah, pull over, go to the, the service station, the, the little chef or... Or whatever you, you what please. A, and What about the listeners who are in the shower? Pull over? Yeah, pull over. <laughs> pull over. If you're listening in the shower, well, listening hello. in the shower. Yeah. Risk water damage to subscribe and like immediately. Thank you so much. We are Brayden and Davey. We are your NXT friends. Friends. And uh, we're going to chat about some NXT 2.0 uh, from tonight. And uh, we got we got a lot of stuff to talk about. It was a long week. Actually, what I are you like talking about? There's nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. There's right? absolutely nothing to talk about in the world of pro wrestling at all. After a huge weekend, which felt like way too much wrestling, but hey, we're we love it, and we now we can't get enough because uh, we're going to some wrestling tomorrow night for Dynamite. God, which do we have to? We'll get there <laughs> in a second. Yeah, we had a long weekend of stuff. We watched Clash at the Castle. We watched NXT Worlds Collide. We watched All Loud. We watched the After Presser. We watched a lot of stuff. I'm burnt out. Yeah, definitely. I am burnt out. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what are you doing after this? You want to watch some wrestling? 
Ah, uh, sure. Yeah, what? What? Else? I haven't seen that New Japan show yet. I'm sure Is there some, one? Yeah, there's clap crowds. Uh, no, no more clap crowds. Whoa! Yeah, is Master Wado on the card? I hope so. Um, yeah, probably got some MLW you can check out as well. And what's that? ROH, maybe? No, no ROH. <laughs> maybe coming <laughs> sooner than we thought. I yeah. Don't know. Uh, yeah. So we joined John and Way for post wrestling. And we talked about All Out and a little bit of Worlds Collide on that show. I was, We were both really tired, uh, but somehow we made it out. So go check out that show with all the thoughts for those shows on here. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about Worlds Collide uh, later today, too, on this one. But but then the real the real kicker was the the after show, the, the press conference. Because you know pro wrestling needs press conferences. Yeah, normally we save... AEW talk for BD Elite, but we we kind of we kind of have to like spend the first part of this show talking about what yeah. the world is talking about right now. We will be doing a BD Elite. Uh, not we're going to be at Dynamite tomorrow, mm. Buffalo. Uh, we have pretty good seats, so look for our signs. Mm. If you see us on TV, grab a snapshot and tweet us because uh, we're trying to get on TV, mm. and you'll understand why if you see some of the signs. Also, taking sign requests at Up Next Podcast. But we're going to do a road to road road trip back home on the Thursday and we'll record a BD Elite sometime out Thursday evening uh, to hear all the thoughts from the live experience of that show from the car. So we will be talking about tomorrow's Dynamite. But yeah, we should talk about CM Punk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a whole lot. We did talk about it a bit during the uh, the show with John and Way. Um, obviously, that was all a bit surreal because we're recording... This show and going through All Out and Worlds Collide, as we're seeing just the YouTube room blowing up, saying that yeah. Punk is going off on one. And we did watch the kind of two-minute clip uh, that was up online uh, during that show to kind of talk about and give our first reactions. Uh, since we've gone away and we've, like, watched the whole thing, and then there's reports of a fight breaking out and more stuff coming out from that, that the... Uh, the Bucks were like pissed and they kicked the door down and Ace Steel's wife is there with a broken foot and a fight. CM Punk's out. dog CM is Punk there. CM Punk just starts throwing right hands at Matt Jackson. A chair yeah. gets thrown at Nick. Kenny Omega gets bitten. What? Uh, it's, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of the kind of uh, wrestling journalists who kind of uh, are quite well trusted with breaking news and stuff. Yeah. I've been all a bit vague today, kind yeah. of. They know shit, but they can't say shit right now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not good. But boy, uh, starting off, we're, we're we're not journalists here, um, so we can we can have fun and speculate and shit. And this is very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird because he seems so angry in that press conference, yeah. like so off his rocker. And I mean, the funniest part about the whole thing is Tony Khan's reactions through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, poor guy put on the stand, but he, you could tell he's not used to maybe standing up for himself or others. And he didn't necessarily do that in that. And that's, I'm seeing way too many memes coming out from this whole thing. But yeah, so CM Punk says all this stuff. It looks like he was upset talking about Colt Cabana, calling him by name. And then he, he, he drags in Hangman again in there. He then drags in Colt Cabana's mother and how he says Colt Cabana and his mom share a bank account together. Like he's just being a little all off the wall, I thought. And then. To just really, like, I think what was really, like, the, the kind of, you know, key in the car here was, like, meaning key in the car, he, he starts talking shit about the EVPs. 
then they couldn't run a target. They couldn't run a target. Shout out anyone who runs a target, by the way. It must yeah. be an actual I, hard I job. I can imagine being pretty hard running yeah, a target. that would be pretty hard. Um, yeah, and then and then kind of some shots at MJF, which you could take as, as kayfabe, because that's the, the program they're going towards. But mixed in with this whole thing, like, just shitting on, like, top people and, like, the... The yeah. pillars of this company as well. Yeah, really weird. Very odd. Like, I understand, uh, like, clearly the, the Colt Cabana stuff is is stuff he's wanted to get off his chest and kind of, like, put a close to that chapter and move on. Uh, I, I somewhat get that. Um, like, if if he feels he's in the right and, and this story keeps on coming up, sure, like, by all means, you can defend yourself and and kind of write the record there but then as soon as he's bring like his mother into it and and just yeah the bucks kenny hangman that's where i'm like all right you've lost me pal like yeah i don't i, I thought it was completely unprofessional i thought it made tony khan look like a little bitch yeah just sat there doing nothing like this it feels like this guy's just come in and is is just running this show you know, yeah. like, and getting, I, I mean, think you look back the whole last year, kind of Cody leaving and, and talks were there about like money and kind of maybe a bit of resentment to punk getting paid more than him like, and feeling he deserves more. Like things, things used to be all right here in, in all friends wrestling. wrestling right. And yeah, it, I, I can understand people being like understandably upset with what he says. I don't think this is the way you go about shit at all. Yeah. Um, and I felt like to keep on, like, come on, as soon as I, I can understand the bucks, maybe winding people up the wrong way. Even Kenny, Kenny comes across. Like I can understand maybe people not getting along with him. Maybe Hangman, Come on. That's where you lose me. Yeah. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. He seems ha- like a nice Hangman guy. seems like a nice, like intelligent guy. Right. Yeah. Um. And and that's where I'm like, come on. Okay. If if you felt he crossed the line with that workers' rights tweet, and it's not like he went out and said, like, yo, you, Cobra lost his job because of you, you prick. It's not like he did it vague, which yeah. is is what we've seen, especially in the last few years in wrestling. We've we've seen these kind of blurred lines, shoot kayfabe yeah. promos, and they work. They do get people into it, and. He didn't drop his name, and I felt if Punk felt he needed a receipt, he gave him that receipt when he called him out the other week. That should be it, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, to keep on going on about it, you seem like a bitch. And especially being asked questions about, hey, how, how do you think the legends are in, uh, being used? And then using that to pivot and go, like, oh, these dumb fucks like Adam Page don't want... It, it seems so petty. It seems... Look, this isn't the first time. I think a lot of people were on Punk's side when he left WWE the first time round. For but sure. But, like, I don't know. It's history repeating itself. And it, I lost a lot of respect for him. And I've enjoyed this year with Punk. Yeah. Like, I've really enjoyed it. I have, I think too. his work's been fantastic. I have, too. Um, I, I went to All Out last year. I, I'm so excited to see this guy. But, like, that before this whole fight thing afterwards that press conference left a really bad taste in my mouth yeah watching that just because he was so angry while he's eating muffins or cupcakes or stuff just it felt like 
dude, what you you, you sound like Hangman when I'm gonna like shoot your dog Larry, and that's why this guy just erupts to mm. go like fuck this guy, and you're stepping on their own dicks, and he's saying all these crazy things. It's like, dude, what? What could have possible? Are are we just missing some of this story? But he chose to do this in a. This is recorded. This is a live stream. There's people there. Like you chose to do that at this time. I thought it was very odd. I, I will say as well. There's something about um, catching him. I mean, this is just the nature of these press conferences. Yeah. You start with the the top guy, but he's just gone twenty twenty five minutes, possibly banged up arm, bleeding. Yeah adrenaline pulsing through your body sure and then you're having a mic stuck in front of your face and you're asked questions and you're going to be more heated whereas you look at say like keith lee and swerve who come out later who uh, who come out after punk who have had a couple of hours since their match they're they're showered they're they've cooled down jericho who seems very composed right at the end like you've got a maybe not the best situation maybe start with some other guy let this guy shower off and See the trainers and stuff before. That's how UFC does it. Having yeah. a mic shoved in your face, you know. Jer- is it me or Jericho kind of leaned in and was like, "Yo, shit went down." Oh yeah. And Tony's like, "What? What's going on?" And then later we're like, "Is there? A, was there a fight?" Oh man. See what? The yeah. Security guard running off. And- it's it's so crazy, man. I, I I've been a fan of Punk's run with this. He's never been he's never been my like all time favorite because he has done this in the past mm. with a lot of. It's his whole career has been a lot of this kind and of it, stuff. And it's somewhat but, what makes his character compelling, sure. right? Is this this punk attitude, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I really liked his comeback. Uh, I really loved the feud with MJF, especially. That was some top-tier stuff. And I, th- I love the promo for this All Out stuff. The match at All Out was pretty good, but it wasn't like, you know match of the year kind of category for me. I didn't go like, I wasn't blown away from it. I obviously was tired after watching a 72. Yeah. It was was good. Solid main event. It was good. It was good. But like, you know, and then watching this, like everyone forgets about the entire pay-per-view now because they just want to talk about this possible fight or whatever backstage brawl that has happened and this whole freak out on the presser. So it's just crazy that the whole pay-per-view is just kind of not even talked. MJF. What's he gonna? He has to come out on dynamite, and he has to say like they have to reference this in mm. some way, shape, or form, and it's just gonna be very odd. Will Punk be gone? Will the Elite be gone? Are we getting the Bloodline versus the Elite at WrestleMania one day? Like everyone's speculating, like will they will they walk or will they do this? I don't know if anyone's necessarily gonna walk. Like hey, things happen, and obviously it's a fight and violence and stuff like that. If someone threw a chair and knocked someone out or punched someone, like they should be. In trouble for that. If someone bit someone, that's that's pretty messed up. And I maybe get fired for that. I don't know. Like you biting someone, I don't know. Uh, pretty weird. If you got bit by a coworker, you probably not want to work with them ever again. No, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you see it happening like football and stuff. Like, I mean, I mean, Suarez was known for biting people, and he just gets a little fine and moves on. But yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I'd be kind of pissed if someone bit me at work. Chomp, yeah, uh, and it wasn't CM Punk's dog. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, this whole thing is crazy because CM Punk would just seem so aggressively angry and going off on Colt Cabana, which, like, I had no idea anything was going on put between CM Punk, Colt Cabana, or anything being leaked or anything. Like, I, had n- I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean, let's. Let's look at that. The insinuation is that uh, the likes of 
Meltzer, Sean Rossap, yeah. etc. Kind of reporting that possibly uh, Colt Cabana's not there in AEW and has been, I guess, demoted right. to ROH because of Punk. And you think you put two and two together, who are kind of Meltzer's boys, it's likely the Bucks and sure. Kenny. Like, we, we know that. We know they're, they're friendly and they talk. But also, like... You don't have to be a fucking rocket scientist to put two and two together that we used to see Colt Cabana on TV every week. He used to be CM Punk's friend. There was a lawsuit there. And uh, and then moving forward, Punk comes in and he's gone, right? Like, yeah, I, I don't think you necessarily need to leak stuff to be able to put that together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, that's very true. Um, I feel like like this whole thing is just being blown out of proportion, especially with the Colt Cabana thing, because I feel like I, I noticed that Colt's not on TV, but I just don't see anything along the lines of something that's been going on, especially like online and stuff. I, I haven't heard anyone been like, oh, this guy, whatever. I, I know Punk's been in the company and we haven't seen Colt. I guess he took the, the worker's right line to like another another level there it's i mean this is also the guy who had a promo with jericho talking about like his father being an alcoholic and sister on drugs and all stuff like that and sure okay maybe that was approved beforehand but you're really losing your mind over workers rights come on yeah, I swear MJF brought up or insinuated Colt Cabana in some promos, even like earlier in their feud. So very, very, very weird. And then the, the Hangman stuff. Okay, okay, you're mad at them for essentially leaking stuff or, or stuff. I totally understand. But again, this was not the place to to say all that. Everyone forgets about what anything that happened on the show now because you're calling out the elite, which sounds like this big deal. And now a day or two removed, people are saying that there's an actual fight like of course, people in wrestling, is this a work? This is, I absolutely believe this is, this would not be a work no. because this does not make any sense whatsoever. It sounds like this guy's being a prick, was a prick live on camera after his match. And obviously people wanted to, to answer it. He needed to answer that. Like he, people wanted to talk to him after that. And I under, like, you know, like you can't just, you can't just drop the pipe bomb that he did on that thing and expect no one to want to come and talk to you. I, I'm not opposed to like, like trying to be uh, like, I'm going to prefer uh, preface this with saying, I don't think it's a work at all, but I'm not, uh, no, I don't like dislike the idea of trying to blur lines. If it serves the story you're telling, yeah. if, if punk came out and basically went off on MJF, went on M off on MJF for walking and all that, in this nature, be, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. There, but it, it wasn't that. Yeah, it's true. about people not involved in the feud. Same with the Moxley. Th he came to start a feud with Moxley, brings Hangman in randomly. You're like, this is weird. What is that serving? So it is him just going to business for himself. And yeah, yeah it, it's really odd. And you can't, you need, and like, it sounds like it could be beyond like sitting down and hashing it out and, getting through this. Yeah. But I kind of feel someone has to go. Like if, if you're going to have a company where your top stars can never face each other because, because of this, right? Like when punk comes in, what were we talking about? Ah, oh, wouldn't it be cool to see 
Punk versus Kenny. Wouldn't it be cool to see Punk team with Brian Danielson against the Bucks? Wouldn't it be cool to see Punk and FTR against the Elite? Like, all that stuff. You're telling me that you can't do that now because of this? Like, they can't work with each other. I mean, are they are they not adults? Can you not, like, you know, you're getting paid a shit ton of money. Like, do your job, <laughs> essentially. I, I completely agree, but... Punk saying he refused to put over Hangman, other reports, from their, their last match because of what he said. Gotcha. Sorry, you can't, like, you ain't the boss. Yeah. Like, you, you do your job. You do the job. And it sounds like they can't do that right now. Also, like, the way he went off and disrespected them like that, if he were to apologize, the apology would have to be just as loud. Like, yeah. you, would have to, you would have to go on TV as the, you're the champion, the baby face yeah. champion. Like, is this the way to turn heel? No, this wasn't. Like, this isn't about that. He's just being himself on screen here at this presser. And it's just so backwards. It's so weird that he goes and, and makes these choices to call out these guys. And, of course, like, we don't we don't work there. We don't know these people. There could be a lot of internal things. But anyone watching who, like, works there or works in the industry, like, it just – you just watch that, like, what's going – what's this guy on about? Like, what a prick. Like, yeah, like, how does – discovery feel about this yeah you know like this is the the star of your company it it makes the company look so shoddy i don't yeah it makes it just tony Khan's your leader triple h would never allow this vince mcmahon ever in his heyday would never allow this he's the one doing the screwing over with his talent you know what i mean like tony Khan's just sitting there like bush league tony's just sitting there like like wincing like oh this is not especially later like Tony Khan going off on WWE for booking Worlds Collide. Yeah, the same And a show day. the other side of the planet, like, yeah. the day before. It's really like, weird. Nah, that, I loved, that ain't taking away your business. Yeah, like, I, I love TK, but he was not he was not doing it in this presser. You should have, like, the last time they had a presser, when Punk was the one, like, going off. Sorry, it was TK who was the one going off, and Punk was the one who had to stop him. Like, hey, we need to stop. You need to calm down. You need to, We need to move on. So now it's, like, the other way around so like punk punk should have tk should have said like stop like what you and it shows he's maybe intimidated by this guy yeah as well and he doesn't come across like a a boss an authority figure and you need that you need to hire eagle you need to show it doesn't matter how much money you're paying these guys like you are the boss here and you need to yeah sort this shit well what's punk's punk also mentions like hangman put the 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 main event of Double or Nothing in Jeopardy. Is he insinuating that I wasn't going to show gonna up? Walk, I yeah, think. I wasn't going to show up for that match. That, that Sorry, comes, you're putting it in Jeopardy yeah, by yeah. being a little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and like, again, comparing it back to 2014 when, of course, he left, it's like he's the one who's like, yeah, you know what, like I'm gone. I totally get it then. Here, not so much. Here, you're, you're winning titles. You're the main guy. You're a big, huge draw attraction. You're... Mm. And this, like, it's just so backwards. And it makes me as a fan just really dislike him. Yeah, uh, me he's, too. He's never been one of my favorites. I've met him in person as a kid. He was a bit of a prick to me. <laughs> and all these years later, I still... Uh, like, I mean, guy, I, right. I think that's what uh, what is so sad is when he came back a year ago, I just thought, oh, he seems in such a happy place yeah. now. That, that, like, asshole nature that he's always had Seemed to have gone. Yeah. He was coming in. He wants to give back. And he's excited about wrestling again. He's found his love for wrestling again. And it was cool to see that. And it was cool to see that. And didn't come across like a prick. And now you just get the feeling that that passion is going again. And Already. 
Yeah, like, I don't know. I, like, something's got to be done. Obviously, it's, you're gonna, he, by the sounds of it, like, he might have been one of the ones to start throwing punches in this fight. And exactly. we're just going off, like, reports that uh, no one can completely verify and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, like, you, I don't know. Like, I, I think it would be maybe a better place without him, which is, is sad. And obviously, as a business, like, are you really going to get rid of your top guy? Yeah. But it sends a message to your locker room. I think as well. It's tough. I mean, it sucks that he's now beaten Hangman and Mox because it's like you could easily go with now either way. But like, I don't think he's leaving. I, I do think that he's got to say something. I do mm. think he's got to say some apology. I think we got to hear the story from like all all these sides. So we're not just hearing it from so-and-so who heard it from so-and-so whose cousin said they yeah. saw them at 21 Flavors last night. It's like, no, you got to you gotta hear it from them. And I would like... You would think not even not even the fight like ignore that this is even that's is that real the press conference Punk's got to like yo I was I was on one that I was I was jacked up from the match I'm so sorry it was hurt be up I shouldn't have said some of those things especially like on yeah. camera that that's already you would expect but now you're saying that fists were flying people were biting other people chairs, chairs shoot thrown like, like what what's going on like that's ridiculous why can't the world be like more nice place yeah. you know like why like why are we fighting yeah you're you're all making money for entertainment so reports are suggesting that tomorrow's dynamite uh these these parties involved so i'd imagine the elite and punk um and a steel will not be at the show uh, they've brought in what? Uh, oh, sorry, Jericho and Danielson. No, Moxley. Mox. Mox, who weren't originally booked on it to be on there to kind of yeah. Make good. But what you're going to have Mox come out? What he's just not going to reference anything? I something something's got to be said. Whether yeah. it's Tony Khan himself coming out and yeah. and stating, look, CM Punk. Like, I kind of think, and it's shitty because we've just had this whole interim thing. I think you strip him. Yeah, I think you strip him of the title Whoa. and suspend him. Um, I think I still bye bye, <laughs> and I think suspend the Bucks and maybe remove their EVP. Damn, I think you need to do something big, like yeah. to show I'm the boss here. I run this place. You don't treat this place like this. I I think that would send a message. Um, I would imagine Mox and Jericho are locker room leaders and probably are helping out on what they could possibly mm. do. It'll probably be a really Watch Dynamite because everyone's interested to see what they do. They need to reference this. If MJF does not mention this, like it's just do Mox v MJF tomorrow night <laughs> for the title. <laughs> for the title, and yeah. jeez, yeah, it's crazy though. Yeah, you think the Bucks super kicked the door down? <laughs> they couldn't get it open. They're like, hold on, hold on, release Slap the five, <laughs> release the cut, the yeah, cuts yeah. is what we need. <laughs> yeah, we need Brandon Color had to be around, so he had to have it on tape for sure. Yeah, this is just just ridiculous. I mean, BTE, they dropped a 43-minute episode, and I skimmed to see anything that would mm. reference through it. Nothing. Well, not. that's, that's the other thing as well, is if there's legal ramifications from this, you, there's only so much you can do and say, I guess, right. as well. But Damn. What, a, what a fucking weird year in wrestling. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, like Vince McMahon's out. That that story can't be topped. No, CM Punk fucking fights people. Oh, Sasha and Naomi. Naomi Sasha walking Naomi. felt like the biggest thing at one point. You had MJF. Yeah, what was had... that thing Punk tweeted when that happened? You know, stick up for your coworkers. Uh, stick up for you're all you're all in this together. There's been some great stuff with that. The the, the faded picture of that with uh, Judgment Day laughing from <laughs> Dominic Mysterio turning was that's another thing wonderful. We have we have a Dom who's now a sub. Yeah, that wrestling's fucking crazy. <laughs> Miro with the laugh. Emoji. A lot of wrestlers are picking sides. I, I imagine oh, yeah. this is like the we were kind of, we we recorded a show earlier today and we briefly talked about this and we said it's kind of like the Will Smith slap. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because because right away I was like, man, Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Good for him. And, and then just, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not right though. And I know just like that Will Smith slap, yeah. there's going to be people. Oh, I'm sick of hearing about this. Yeah. But boy, am I going to talk about it some more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But now it's like, well, are you you team Punk? Nah, I'm team. I'm team Elite. They, you know, Punk shouldn't be saying that. Or are you team, you know, Punk? Because yeah, good for him talking that shit. It does really raise my interest level in dynamite tomorrow and i kind of think whatever you do however you're addressing this you need to do that right at the top of the show you need to like address it yeah, and it. then move on yeah. and like now let's enjoy everyone else's work who haven't been getting into fights backstage <laughs> it's like the cast of uh don't worry darling what's that have you seen this movie no. the olivia wilde movie with okay. harry styles right pew what's her name florence pew florence pew so there's beef between her and Olivia Wilde, and then Olivia Wilde got caught in 4K lying about something else about the movie, and then says she fired Shia LaBeouf, but Shia LaBeouf's like, nah, I got like receipts that I quit. I don't, I didn't want to mm. do this movie. So then Olivia brings in Harry Styles to fill the role, pays him three times the pay of mm. the lead, Pew, and Pew finds out afterwards and gets pissed. And then I don't know if you know the the drama with Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. Oh, of that leaks into this. So there was a video going around today with Harry Styles, quote unquote, spitting. I saw that. He's not spitting on him, but the internet loves to go on, off of this. Uh, uh, Chris Pine? On Chris Pine, yeah. Did you see the video of him dropping a goat? Yeah, everyone's Chris editing Pine. it now because there's just so many edits. But people were noticing that Florence Pugh would not look at all or mm. sit near Olivia Wilde. Damn. So people are like... So much drama. It's just drama in the world. I'll give you something nice, though. Have you seen the corn kid? Yeah. Well, so what? He's, he's, he's just now, a kid who loves corn. He loves corn, and now he's like mayor of his town or something. He's like mayor of his town, got sponsorships with Chipotle. He just loves corn. <laughs> just love corn. See, like, there's nice things going yeah, there on is in the nice world. Stuff in there. In Orangutans. The world. Orangutans are pretty damn dope. The world's <laughs> all right if you, like, look in the right places. But yeah, this is going to be ongoing, obviously. I think we'll we'll put a... Uh, put a pin in it right yeah. now, but we'll definitely more news is going to be coming out, out about this over the next couple of days. And it, it makes this dynamite that we're going to tomorrow fascinating. One of gonna... the most interesting shows I think I've ever gone to just from yeah. all this crazy shit that's happened. Yeah. So follow our socials for anything. Follow, watch on TV. We might have some signs that poke out. We're mm. second row somewhere. So look for us in Buffalo. And then uh, we'll record a show on the Thursday coming back yeah. to Toronto there. So look for that for all our stuff. Mm. But uh, we'll try to get a Colt Cabana chant over. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of uh, speaking of extra podcasts and Patreons and stuff, it's a new month. Yeah. Uh, so we got a whole lot of stuff coming out this month. We've just dropped my birthday pick up yours, where 
talking all about a quite unknown Spanish film starring Antonio Banderas called The Skin I Live In. Yeah. That dropped today. What a messed up movie, man. Mm. Uh, this one's, this one's not for the, the weak at heart. I don't know. This one's pretty, this is the only podcast I've ever put a disclaimer on because we talk about, such crazy things that happen in this movie, but I would recommend it, and I wouldn't recommend looking it up and too much because you could get spoiled. It's definitely one of those films with some twists and turns, and it's yeah. really hard to kind of just describe the plot without giving anything away. But so, it's in Spanish with uh, subtitles, yeah. Uh, so I mean, we bought it on YouTube. It's like two bucks to rent or whatever. So check it out. It's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty freaky. Antonio Banderas is great from 2011. Would highly recommend. And then listen to our review. Uh, talking all about it. We did a was next where we talked about the first ever episode of NXT featuring Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan plus Christian Slater. <laughs> yes. Uh, and all the other rookies and vets or whatever that was. Uh, we have a few other was next retro NXT reviews kind of going back into the, the era that we're normally in coming out. Yeah. The next one will be October 30th, 2013. Um, but also we've got a best match ever. NXT UK coming out later in the month. Look, talking about all the best matches from NXT UK, as obviously the brand has now ended, yeah. as we'll be talking about on tonight's uh, Up Next. And we'll get a, another Up Yours with world champion patron Howie Nishi to talk about The Karate Kid Part 3. Yeah, uh, yeah we've, done, uh, we've done Part 1 and Part 2 with Howie. Um, season five of Cobra Kai is coming out, so it's a, a good time to talk about all this. But next week as well, as mentioned on tonight's NXT, we're celebrating an anniversary. Yeah. It's the one-year anniversary of NXT 2.0. It made it to one. And, well, we're going to be doing a special show on Wednesday the 14th at 1 p.m., It'll be live on YouTube and Twitch. Eastern time. Eastern time. Eastern time. It's gonna, the audio will be up on our feed and the post-wrestling feed. And we've got special guests, Denise Salcedo and Jason Solomon from Solomon Monster Sounds Off to talk all about our thoughts on the first year of NXT. Should be a fun oh. roundtable show. Yes, boy. We're going to chat about everything. All the, the good matches, the bad matches, the good gimmicks. The bad gimmicks. The real bad gimmicks. We're going to talk about it all. And with two great podcasters who definitely know their stuff. So we're super excited to to hang out. We're going to be doing this live, like you mentioned. And then the audio will go up a little bit later. But uh, come hang out because we'd love some people in the chat. Absolutely. And I'd also like to say a big happy birthday to our world champion, Cactus Chris Ah. Elliott. The winner of the first Up Next Rumble. And... For post wrestling's Karen Peterson, happy wow. birthday, fellow fellow Virgos. There you go, it's Virgo, Virgo season, season. baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Davey celebrated a birthday this past weekend, Saturday night. We went bar hopping. We we went to see some live music. We got really lit. Mm-hmm. It was quite a time. And for you world champ patrons out there on our Patreon, at midnight, dropping a b- brand new behind the BDE discussing. How I made David very upset uh, yesterday, but how we had a great time on Saturday. <laughs> we did indeed. We did. Indeed. And how he became a meme in yeah. our Facebook group. Yeah, join the Facebook group and and always welcome 
memes, <laughs> even if I am the butt of the joke. <laughs> yes, a, a sleep Davy. Yeah. Sne- Sleepy Davy uh, is the new meme in the Facebook group. But yeah, go follow that if you haven't. But yeah, guys, patreon.com slash up next. If you want access to all these podcasts, five bucks a month, North Americans here gets you access to all the movie reviews and everything in there. But then if you want to be the world champ, you can be, and you get access to Behind the BDE, plus all the other shows, and you get to pick stuff like our world champs do to come on. So we do a lot of fun stuff there on the Patreon. Go support your boys. It's only five bucks, and you get access to so many podcasts. We do so many best matches ever, retro reviews. There's so much stuff out there. Yeah, there so, really is. I think we're coming up to a thousand shows now across the two. Thousand across shows. The, oh, across the two, then. The free and the Patreon, yeah. Damn, so that's a lot. We podcast a lot, guys. Damn, yeah. Well... I think there's been enough talk. <laughs> it's Sounds time to right. get into some NXT. Yes, boys. Smoke them if you got them. NXT from September the 6th, 2022, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center in Orlando, Florida. And we start off with bootleg sledgehammer Peter Gabriel. Tyler Bate <laughs> comes out after his loss, losing the NXT UK Championship to Bron Breaker, who unified the titles. And Tyler says, thank you, to everyone, everyone for supporting him, everyone for following NXT UK. And puts over Bron Breaker, says he's more than just Breaker by name. He's Breaker by nature. And he says, even though I lost, I thought we made magic on Sunday. And nothing's ever going to take away that I'll always be recognized as the first and last NXT UK champion. And I helped put NXT UK on the map. And... Uh, a lot of respect here from the, the from the CWC here, but disrespect from Gallus, who interrupt, and they come out saying, "You let the whole locker room down. You let the UK down. More importantly, you let Scotland down, and you should be standing there as the unified champion. Whatever happened to the big strong boy?" As this crowd are quite rightly chanting, "You lost too to these three idiots." Uh, and Tyler Bate brings that up. He says, well, it didn't go as I hoped, but you didn't win either. And Gallus say, well, there's three of us and one of you. And they start to beat down on Tyler oh. Bate. When Bron Breaker's music hits, he runs out for the save and he beats them up, sends them out the ring. And Bron says to Gallus that you've caused nothing but problems since you've been here. And Sunday, worlds collided, but today, worlds unify. And tonight, I'll stand by you, Tyler, and we're going to kick your ass. So setting up for the main event tonight, Gallus versus the team of Bron Breaker and Tyler Bate. A tag team match, player. Mm. Yeah, uh, I liked how Tyler Bate basically gave Bron Breaker a great new catchphrase or a brand new t-shirt idea. Well, breaker by nature. Breaker by nature. Yeah. How does he not said that? It's kinda, it kind of rhymes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, I think Tyler Bate was doing the, like, I'm going to retire mm. is kind of what he was going for. And then it's like, no, no, no. I have to team with Braun to fight Gallus. Gallus. I can't retire. So uh, g- glad to see he's not. But also, it's cool to still see him here. I actually thought he sounded good. I don't think promos have ever been really his strong point. Yeah. I'm not saying this was anything flashy, but he sounded a lot more comfortable than I remember him uh, from doing promos in the past. Yeah. And I, I think... If he is sticking around in, in NXT before moving up, uh, he's, yeah, welcome, I think. He's, he's a great performer and, yeah. and injects some new life to 2.0, I think. 
I agree. I also enjoyed Braun when he attacked. I don't know which guy this was from Gallus because the two of them are brothers and look similar, but he hit this beautiful belly to belly, but like lifted the dude up and turns while he side slammed him with it. It was great. Uh, So he he was pounding that coffee. We see pretty deadly backstage and they're looking at both sets of tag team titles. Yes, boy. They're saying how beautiful they are. And how do we decide? How do we decide which one to choose, which ones to keep? And they say it's like picking between Chris Hemsworth and Brad Pitt. Who would you pick? Brad Pitt. Yeah. Come on. No, I, I feel Chris could keep keep me safe. Those big arms. Uh, he's got a family to worry about. Brad Pitt's fucking Brad Pitt. He's a lone wolf, is he? Brad Pitt's like yeah. Like even if I get into more trouble with Brad Pitt, I think exactly. Even if you had one night with Brad Pitt, it's worth a million nights with Thor. Yeah, <laughs> we wonder why people think we're gay when we go for nights out. <laughs> <laughs> when we tell people we love Brad Pitt and Boba, Boba Shet. <laughs> Who's your celebrity man crush? Uh, huh. Yeah, I like Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, he's all right, but I like you know. I mean, I I do like Chris Hemsworth. He's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to like Justin Paul Timberlake. Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Yeah. Used to be Bill Murray. Not he's anymore. A, he's a little too old Still now. would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Still <laughs> party with him. We've already gone on way too long tonight. <laughs> uh, for the record, uh, the Pretty Deadly choose Brad Pitt. <laughs> they choose Brad Pitt, yes. They both agree Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah, obviously. Uh, more longevity there as well, yeah. Uh, they say, uh, we must be the greatest tag team of all time unifying these titles and this is when lash legend comes in wearing this kind of cool like tutankhamun uh that was outfit. yeah that was a sweet it shirt sweet yeah this like egyptian pharaoh thing on it yeah, yeah. It great. says their performance was incredible uh but kind of looking on twitter and stuff social media saying people are saying damon kemp is the reason why they won and pretty deadly get quite upset by this and then they give Lash the NXT UK titles and say, keep hold of these as we're going to frame them. So retiring the NXT UK titles and keeping on to the NXT titles. Damn. Pour one out. Uh, we see Mako Satamora backstage talking to Roxanne Perez, who kind of uh, gives her a little bow and some respect. But then she walks into Cora Jade, who says... Uh, Sorry, Mako's being interviewed and she says that she's disappointed but proud of everything uh, she did and NXT UK did. Uh, Cora Jade approaches her and says she was, uh, she's calls her unlucky but says you haven't experienced the generation of Jade. So how about this Tuesday you face me uh, or is the final boss scared? Mako says that she's not scared but she already has a match against someone very respectful in Roxanne Perez, which... Uh, Cora doesn't take too kindly mm, to. She's pretty upset by this, mm. so she she's like, "Well, I'll be watching." So Roxanne stole the dream match from Cora now, so Cora's even more upset. At she's mad. Roxanne. And we go to our first match of the evening: Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolin and JC Jane taking on the team of Dewdrop and Nikki Ash. Uh, yeah, a lot of bleed over from Worlds Collide here with uh, kind of Dewdrop, Nikki. Uh, Mako, Tyler, and uh, Ricochet sticking around. Yeah, a few of them still. I wonder the, how long they're going to be here for. The Worlds Collide hangover still lasting. Uh, does Drew, Drew Drop, does Drew Drop have the worst theme or the best theme? <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of 
you know Vicky Guerrero's in AW, how it's like, excuse It's not quite powerhouse, but it's do drop. It's weird. I feel like it might be a grower. Yeah. Yeah. So there was quite a funny moment early on where Dewdrop is walking around the outside of the ring and doesn't notice Gigi on the apron who just PKs her in the face. Oh yeah, kicked her right in the face. Kicked her and they face said, off. They said Dewdrop doesn't usually drop that fast, but like she ate the kick. Yeah, look right? good. Yeah. Uh, JC misses a senton and then Dewdrop comes in and just headbutts Gigi Dolan, slams JC on top of Gigi and hits a senton on top of both of them. Uh, there's then a back suplex to Gigi, followed by the cannonball in the corner from Dewdrop, and then hits the the basically the Vader bomb, but I think she calls it the pancake. Nice. But JC breaks up the pin. There's then a nice looking Falcon Arrow from uh, Dewdrop to Gigi, followed by the running crossbody splash for the win. Uh, Nikki doing very little in this match, but uh, dominant win from uh, Dewdrop here. It was like the Falcon Arrow. Yeah, Falcon Arrow. Yeah, look cool. Yeah, uh, not too into this match. There was some cool stuff with the the Vader bomb thing and the Falcon Arrow, but everything. Oh, and the PK kick. There, I'll give them that. But everything else just kind of felt all right. Also, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on because they're booing Dewdrop and Nikki Ash, but then they're booing Toxic Attraction. So is Nikki and Dewdrop heels? I think they're, I asked they're this heels on Raw. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just just weird. I feel. I found the whole angle on Worlds Collide weird with Toxic kind of interfering. And this felt very like putting an end to this. Yeah. It, it was almost just to set up this match tonight. And now we're m- moving on and nothing's going to really be said. I can't see these two. These these two are doing like a, a team splitting up angle on Raw at the moment. Oh. So, yeah, they're always like fighting backstage and stuff. Okay. So th- this felt weird. I, I do think Dewdrop, some of her stuff looks looks great. I just think she needs a whole repackage. I mean, her name's Dewdrop. Her name's Dewdrop. Uh, just the, like, everything. The attire, like, everything just doesn't really work for me. Yeah. But I do think she's good, and you could have her be... You need your, like, your canes, you know? Like, I do think she could kind of be that in the division. I think she would be better as back as Viper or Piper Niven yeah. or whatever. But I, I, do, I do think she's great. There wasn't a lot of Nikki in this mm. uh, this match, but yeah. And I don't really see where Toxic go from here, apart from moving up, really. Like, yeah, are I they even with them, Mandy anymore? That they've, they've still got all the music and stuff, but they haven't really been associated with her as much. Mandy wasn't on the show today. Um, she was at home at her pool with the with, titles, with titles as a bikini. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think maybe just move these two up because I don't want to see them in the tag title picture anymore. And what else is there really to do? Drop. Um, <laughs> uh, this match also, Gigi was just spending her whole time trying to make sure her top didn't fall off. Yep. yep. A lot of the match. And uh, Dewdrop had a busted nose at the end as well. Yeah, so, which I saw online. She had one recently. I think she, someone said from main event or something. Oh, okay. Recently. Yeah. Damn. Uh, we go to a video package for Apollo Crews, who says, uh, a true test of a man's character is not through victory, but through defeat. And he's kind of just walking around like a sort of park here. Yeah. Looking he, pensive. Yeah. He's got like a, a diary in his hand. Yeah. He says the first poke uh, could have been seen as accidental, talking about the poke in the eye from Grayson Waller. But the second was deliberate. And 
Uh, Grayson tried to blind me from seeing these monumental moments. Now the vision is too blurry and hazy to make out. But unlike Waller, I'm not afraid of the unknown. And he turns and looks at the camera and he's got a like a Christopher Daniels eye right here. He's like got pink eye. Bloody eye, um, like which now prevents him to see the future. Wow. So he got poked in the eye twice. Yeah. And now he can't see his visions. He can't see the future. He's just got to live like every other person. Yeah. Damn. Damn. He's got red eyes. Mm. Damn. So this feud's continuing, and he's not going to be able to see if he beats Waller, so he's going to have to find out by facing Waller. Yeah. Is what I imagine. I guess so. I don't know. I laughed when the camera panned, and it's his red eye. It's his eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is all very odd. Do you think So he actually literally sees it through his eye. I would have always thought a vision would be more just in your head. Yeah. Like, but he's actually... In his eye. He actually can't see because of his eye. Do you think Waller had, like, dirty fingers? That's why his, he got pink eye? Yeah, he looks like he'd have dirty fingers. <laughs> yeah. we, we're on one tonight. Uh, we go to our next match of the night. Wes Lee taking on J.D. McDonough. Uh, starts off really quick with these two, um, doing some kind of chain wrestling wesley just flipping out of everything uh he does this big flip over mcdonough's head which seems to kind of piss off mcdonough uh monkey flip from wesley and then drops mcdonough sorry drop kicks mcdonough to the floor uh following up by this huge tope con hilo the height and the speed he got on this was very impressive yeah like this is when jd is walking around that's later this is the over the top flip. okay sorry this was a huge over the top one yeah yeah this is great uh, Wesley is then doing these body shots and this big kick to the face, which we see in slow-mo and just looks like he rocks him here. Uh, kick to the back of the head, followed by the double stomp from Wesley. And then this is where JD kind of bells to the outside and starts walking around. He gets sent flying over the commentator's desk, so they move out of the way. But then like he's crawling around trying to get up, so he grabs onto the table and he grabs onto Vic Joseph's leg and Vic Joseph just starts screaming, get off me, get off me. I guess he should have, he was screaming, get off me. <laughs> but he was screaming and Vic, uh, J- Wade just, is making fun of him. They're <laughs> selling like Vic is just terrified of this guy. Um, I, but I did so- like just the, the tope yeah. suicida sending him into the table. The yeah. timing was really good because oh, JD man. was just walking around yeah. and Lee was like, okay, just hits this suicida. It's so good. Looked really good. I, I need that clip. Get off me. Get him off me. <laughs> Bitch, get off me. It reminded me of Seth Rollins cowering in the corner from The Fiend. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, except that's like your champion, and yeah, this is Vic Joseph, Joseph. So it's okay. There's then a Meteora from Wesley, but JD kicks out. McDonough goes for a power bomb, but Lee slips out of it and catches uh, McDonough with another kick. Uh, McDonough comes back with a headbutt, goes for the devil inside, but Lee turns it into a sunset bomb, and but JD maintains wrist control. And hits this PK across the face to Wes and then hits the devil inside for the win in what I thought was a pretty pretty damn good match. Yeah, this was awesome. There were some great sequences between each other. Both, you know, not the, the biggest dude, but they're so athletic. They're so quick and pretty technical and pretty well polished. So both of them like going counter for counter. They were nailing some of these sequences like really on point. There's a crazy sunset flip bomb spot the irish kiss headbutt from mcdonough 
and then uh, he uses wrist control and then hoists, like lifts him up in the air to do that move. And mm-hmm. Wes made that move look good. When we've seen it on some people, it looks amazing. When we've seen it on some people who might not know how to sell too good, it doesn't look that great. But here on Wes, he sold it like it was the yeah. most devastating finisher. And it, it works. I, I, I really love that move. But and also they, the, the, the name change is the, de- Devil inside yeah. rather than the devil inside, yeah. which, which works. Yeah. I quite like it. Risk control. Yeah, something I felt from this show is obviously there were a lot of cuts last year and you basically got rid of your cruiserweight division. But now with UK integrating with NXT, kind of missed the cruiserweight title because yeah. you have this and then the, the Fraser-Axiom match later. You go, there is a bit of a division here. Of of your smaller guys, sure. Um, no, I, I thought this was really good. I thought they had pretty good chemistry with each other. And Wesley's just been a bit start and stop with this singles run, though. He's at least now he's got he's not sad boy Wes. Yeah. He's got like some personality. He's got like new music that's not the MSK music. Mm-hmm. So like he's going going somewhere for sure. I mean, he lost here, but he put up a pretty good fight. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We see Tony D'Angelo and Stax backstage uh, standing up drinking espresso. <laughs> Get yourself a chair, lads. <laughs> they did it last week, yeah. and they still realize they'll just stand and they'll just drink stand. their coffee. So they're sipping on uh, some espresso or espresso. Yeah, Stax says it twice, but I'm pretty sure the first time he said it, he called it espresso. Like, guys, I'm sure there are people listening to this that also say espresso. Sort it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. It's espresso. Espresso. Is there an X in it? No. Espresso. Espresso. Uh, Pretty Deadly come in and Stax offers them some espresso. So they're like, yeah, sure. I love how they're like, ooh, what we drinking? (laughs) That's me and you at a party. Ooh, what's going on over there? What are we drinking? Tony D asks them how much it costs to get Damon Kemp to help them win those titles. And they say, hey, it, it costs nothing. What are you talking about? And they're like, wait, you got him to do it for free? And then pretty deadly try and drink the espresso and they can't stomach it. And uh, they 
they're then mad because all these people are online and everyone are just saying that Damon Kemp helped them win these titles. And they're like, no, no, we did it. Yeah. Their gimmick now is the people online. Yeah. <laughs> the people online suck. The people online who are mean to us. Did you take away from this that uh, Damon Kemp helped Tony? Like Tony paid Damon Kemp to help them in that win back then? That's what he meant here? Cause- because he's like, all right, how much did you pay? Because imagine, because that match, right? Yeah. He, he, we thought Roddy. Yeah. That's what Roddy was trying to show him on yeah, the phone. Exactly. He's like, no, it was him. It was, it was Damon. He's got security footage of them from getting the, paid from off. the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> on his phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. They're so, going to say that Tony paid Kemp yeah, beforehand, I think so. and that's what cost him the match. Uh, also, uh, Pretty Deadly don't like the espresso. It's too strong for them. So do you think they go to Starbucks and get like some unicorn oh, they, frappuccinos? Yeah, they have some yeah. triple cream <laughs> sprinkles and all of that shit, yeah. don't they? I do like They espr- wouldn't like my coffee. I like espresso. I just said oh, espresso. Boy. See, wow. Sort it out. Oh, my God. So what's, what's, this is what happens when you hang around degenerates who say that you start I saying I feel we it. both need espresso as well right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked this segment, but still standing up. Get by, a seat, lads. Yeah, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the espresso machine as well. Because they were like, oh, you want some? And he just brings it out. Yeah. It's like, well, wait a second. Like, you can't just – it's not going to be good if it's been sitting I out. I see for- them banging that thing and pressing the – Grinding the beans. It's been a year of NXT 2.0. I think it's about time we get a barista gimmick. Sure. Why not? It's 2022. Everyone has a barista. Or just like a little little coffee shop there. We've got the barber shop. We've got yeah. the parking lot. We've got the, the schism tree. Uh, we need we need a little coffee espresso. shop. Espresso. Yeah. yeah. Espresso. 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 Uh, we go to our next match. Roxanne Perez taking on Mako Satamora. Um, they start with just some... Really lovely, like, mat wrestling here with some great transitions back and forth. Uh, Mako with this kind of twisting wrist lock into these kicks to the chest, into an arm bar, which Roxanne counters into arm drags. And then uh, Roxanne goes to, like, the the airplane spin, like the head scissors into the airplane spin into a pin attempt. Um, and this gets rolled through into a bridge from Roxanne, which then gets countered into the, the sleeper, like the Carafuda clutch, kind of thing we see Shayna do. Uh, but Perez slips out of this and transitions into an STF. And now uh, Roxanne sends Satamora to the outside and hits quite a, a different looking Lope. And I actually quite liked it because Roxanne is smaller. She went under the second rope, but kind of more a like splash. a Fez press kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Like you're sliding to do the Lope or the Tope, but then you like cross the almost... Yeah, like which, it says, which press for, splash. for her size makes more sense rather yeah. than just doing the push, like throw your whole body at it. Yeah, this looked pretty cool. I liked the the whole. This was, I think, up until the break here, but like this was all great back and forth. Mm. It wasn't stopping. I, I really enjoyed the like chain wrestling and counter for counter. We see Cora Jade backstage watching it, and she's kind of fed up and leaves. Uh, there's then during the commercial break where WWE we're not really used to kind of picture and picture being doing anything really. But uh, Mako hits this cartwheel double knees to the back oh. of the head. Oh, my God. Which looked like, I don't know how this didn't hurt. This looked incredible. Yeah, they replayed this a few times. And I think by the second time, I'm like, how is she, yeah. not, how is she not stopping this match? This has to stop. Like, it looks like it killed her. I, I would If you not, didn't watch it, I would say watch this match, mm. first of all. But this spot specifically was wow. Uh, Perez then hits a side Russian leg sweep for a two count. Uh, but then Satamora traps the wrists, kind of like 
Danielson doing his his stomps, but delivers a knee to the throat of Perez. And then this great-looking spinning wheel kick right to the jaw from Satomura. Um, they're then fighting on the top, and Roxanne hits a top rope Frankensteiner, but Mako kicks out after two. And then uh, Roxanne blocks a roundhouse kick, but gets caught with a follow-up Pele from Satomura. And then Satomura hits the step-up axe kick to the back of the head to put Roxanne away. One, two, three. Uh, in what was probably my match of the night. I thought this was awesome. Yeah, hey, look, this episode had a lot of good wrestling on it, which is awesome to see on tonight's show. But yeah, this was a big part of it. This could be my match of the night, too. The There was like six different iterations of how Satomura's heel hit Roxanne yeah. in the fucking head, which was great. It looked in so like good. Six different points in yeah. the head. Pele, <laughs> the roundhouse here, the like Liger spin thing, all these things. And then that the knee there, the axe kick. There's so many different things here. Uh, I thought this was great. And uh, this helps Roxanne get over. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't need to do anything. I'm happy they didn't do anything with Cora. They do it right after this match. But like there wasn't interference. It's just straight up. They had the match. Like you got schooled by your one of your idols, by the legend, the final boss. They're calling her the final boss. Like yeah. there's no harm in defeat from yeah. this. All, all I know is this is easily one of the best women's matches they've had in NXT yeah. for probably a whole year. Yeah, I I want to see. I don't want to see Satomura here forever because I I do want to see her mix it up with some of the main roster women. But while here, yeah, yeah have the have the Cora match. Have the I'd, I'd say run this one back as well. I'd love to see this again. Um, yeah, but yeah, this I, was great. I, I thought this was really really high quality and and really like builds up Roxanne. Like, yeah, you lost, She's so but good. you didn't need to, like, you lost, but your your story is, is just beginning here still. So it's like, don't worry. Like, you'll have this one under your belt, but great match. Yeah, they honestly. can't miss on this girl. She's so young and so ahead of so many people on this roster, yeah. on main and NXT, I think. But the final boss is yeah. the final boss. Yeah, definitely. Go out and, and watch this match. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. After the match, uh, there's a sign of respect from the two. They shake hands and bow. But then Cora Jade runs in with the kendo stick, attacks for Perez from behind, and Mako comes back to, for the save, scaring her off. So I imagine we're we're getting the uh, Satamura Jade match, but maybe a maybe a tag at some point as well. I'm sure, Jade can Jade find can a, find a friend, a bad baddie friend mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, eventually we'll get Mako versus Cora, obviously, but she maybe uses the pipe and beats Mako, and then can say to Roxanne, like, look. I beat yeah. her. So uh, that feud definitely continues. But I, I'm, I'm all right for that. Yeah, mm. all right. We'll see where it goes. Tyler Bate uh, sees Bron Breaker in the locker room and thanks him for having his back. And Bron says, I know we're from different countries. <laughs> 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 I start all my conversations out. I know, yeah. you're, I know you're from a different country. Yeah, do I, do I ever you're say right. that? You're right. You're right. You're that okay, you. <laughs> when we became buds, did you I say you're, you're a fucking you're Canadian. not from here you're a foreigner but we can be friends but you're okay who talks like that Bron? <laughs> come on bro someone should have checked him with that showing his his casual racism what to everyone else fuck? i guess just because I normally don't like you you pommies <laughs> but you're all right tyler what are they called brits limies yeah <laughs> you could have might as well just said yeah. that like oh man <laughs> Look, everyone can. Everyone gets offended if you do accents, but Italians and Brits are okay to do also. So you guys just get the yeah. the short of the stick. Yeah. Um, 
He says, I know we're from different countries. I know you're NXT UK and Europe is just around the corner, but you're now NXT and let's kick Gallus ass tonight. Is so, the plural of Gallus Gallus? Gallusy. Or is it Gallus's? Gallusy. Gallusy. Gallus's. Have That's we done herd, this bit before? I'm a herd sure. of Gallus. <laughs> a murder of Gallus, yeah. Gallus smells like something that you get on your foot. Like <laughs> yeah, I thought I had Gallus this morning. <laughs> I thought I had Gallus once. Turns out I was really bored. We, we go to a, a video from Damon Kemp, and this is kind of a uh, talking head with him, but cut with the whole kind of Diamond Mine story yeah. and showing how he's been kind of behind the whole thing all along. He says, on Sunday, the whole world was talking about Damon Kemp. I don't think at the end of Sunday, anyone was talking about Damon Kemp. (laughs) Yeah. But sure. Uh, He says, but that's not how it started. And he shows the clip of Roddy bringing in Damon Kemp when the Creeds didn't look too impressed by it. Uh, And he says, when I joined Diamond Mine, that's when the Creeds became tag champions and became dominant tag champions. And what thanks do I get? Nothing. Roddy never put me in matches. Uh, I even beat Julius Ass when we were in college. And Brutus was jealous because Roddy liked me more than him. I was never given the respect I deserved. And I saw the beef between Roddy and Julius Bruin. And beef brew? Um, But... (laughs) I knew I would destroy them within because when you get two alphas going at it, there's turmoil. So I attacked Roddy and no one was ever looking at me. And the second that steel chair hit Julius back, it signaled the end of Diamond Mine. And it's not Diamond Mine forever. It's Damon Kemp forever. Damn. DK forever. Yeah, uh, I like Damon Kemp's wrestling, but his promo here didn't come across as like menacing, but it's really the first time he's been doing this. So definitely Mm. not like bad by any means. Just okay. A little different than how I thought your character may come across. Maybe a bit more scary, but he didn't come across menacing really. But I still think there's a lot that he can do here. Yeah. I I kind of preferred this though, than coming into the ring and being like, ah, you, you, you never th- respect it. I kind of liked just, okay, this is what the story is. And well, like, he's not ready for that yet. Clearly. No, yeah. So that's why they did this. But yeah. also as a viewer, like it was kind of holding your hand a bit through the story and being like, okay, this is everything why he's yeah. done it. And I, I thought it actually worked and kind of, you see, oh, they have planted these Easter eggs right from the beginning with the yeah. creeds looking a bit more than this fucking guy. And then Kemp here, just here. Yeah, I thought for sure we were going to get that Roddy wasn't even attacked and that, like, it was a trick. And then those two spin off to be a team. But it seems like, no, Roddy's been turned on here. Like, that's... And I, I got the impression from the, the promo later that, like, the Creeds are going to kind of make good with Roddy as well. Yeah, that's that's, that's what I get. Yeah. So, I mean, also, this guy is screwed because now he picked a fight with three people. Mm. So he, he must have a team. Yeah. To back him up. This could also be the way for Roddy to move up and kind of keep Diamond Miners, Creeds, and Ivy together. Oh, but okay. But Roddy could always be like, you guys didn't trust me. Like, Damn. Uh, he turned on me. I'm going to do my own thing right. on SmackDown. I would like the, the three of them to go up to SmackDown, mm. but yeah. Uh, we see the schism who are doing a kind of commercial at their table with all their their pins, their smiley face badges. Yeah. Just saying about how people should 
join them and shit. Uh, <laughs> when Keanu James and Jean, her Wait, secretary. Her secretary's name Jean? Jean. Jean. They walk past and uh, Mick Jagger and Fowler Bob Henley. What's her walk name? past. Fowler Bob? <laughs> Rip Fowler and Jagger Reed. There, there we go. Um, offer them. Uh, a badge and Kiana tells Jean oh go on Jean take one so they take one and as they're walking Kiana says I don't do free sponsorship and they throw it away in the trash Jeez. and then Kiana's on the phone and she's mad about something she says I wish I only had one job to do but I, I've got lots of very important business I'm taking care of and she's like Duncan you better get those Files. Yeah, Duncan. I, where's Duncan? She's trying to get hold of Duncan. She could, should have called Dunstan. When we see Ariana Grace, who also has a lot of things on her plate. She's saying she's got a beauty pageant and all this. She's looking at her diary. And Kiana goes up to her and says, like, I seen you also have a problem with Zoe Stark and Nikita Lyons. So how about we help each other out? And uh, she goes, I've got an opening at 6 p.m. for training. And... Ariana's like, oh, would you look at that? I also have an opening at six. So women with diaries in wrestling. It's more like pocket, not pocketbooks, but like planners, right? Yeah. Like agendas and yeah. stuff, like what to do. So these two, who kind of seem like they have similar characters, Ariana's character, Santino Jr.'s character here, she's got like the whole, she's uh, what, like the award-winning yeah she's got her like photo pageants and beauty pageants all that stuff and, and kind of businessy like mob models yeah she models and stuff like that and then now kiana who's like i do more business like let's work together the thing is with kiana is she does business yeah it's she's like chandler bing like no one i do we business don't actually know what she does we are she just <laughs> says business things like how about we circle back to that and get it done <laughs> We are extremely rich businessmen who are on a business trip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I guess why not team them up? They, they kind of fit. Sure. Uh, makes sense. I want to know more about Gene. Mean Gene. Mean Gene. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Gene. Yeah, we I'm need a fan of this act. We should. Yeah, me too. It's not good, but it's just starting. So uh, let's go. Let's who knows go. where it could go? Yeah, we need a secretary. We to be honest. Yeah, we. I could. I could use. We a could secretary. get Gene. Gene or Duncan, see what Duncan's doing. Well, he doesn't do his work apparently. To <laughs> Kiana, the numbers don't add up. Get a hold of him, yeah. I don't know how Kiana and Axiom aren't together. This just doesn't make sense. Uh, like long term, long term storytelling. Yeah, all right, you can't you can't go right to the finish. Yeah. yeah, you can't put all your numbers in one pot. Exactly. Go to our next match: Ricochet, who's stuck around, taking on Trick Williams with Carmelo Hayes on commentary. Also kind of as coach here for Trick. Yeah, especially right in the early moments of the match where... Hilarious. Rick, yeah. yeah, Ricochet sends Trick to the outside and Mello's like, yeah, 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 get back in there, get back in there. So Trick goes back into the ring and then Ricochet kicks him in the face again. So he rolls back to the outside again and Mello's like, you know what, uh, stay with He's there, like, stay oh, there. you got stay kicked twice, there. maybe stay out stay here. Stay there, stay there, actually. And then he even goes like, hey, yo, give him a chance. <laughs> like, <to> Ricochet. <laughs> Ricochet, come on. Come on, yo, like, give, give him a chance. Him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Carmelo yeah. is so good. Oh, so funny. Uh, Trick does come back into it a little bit with some of his, uh, his kicks and hits a pop-up uppercut. Um, and then throws Ricochet to the outside, and uh, Mello tells Trick to smack his bald head off of the table. 
and says, that's for all those tweets you missed on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess Ricochet, and he didn't like Ricochet's Twitter battle. Ricochet, yeah. he wasn't that good in it. No. <laughs> uh, there's then a swinging neck breaker from Trick, a springboard crossbody from Ricochet, and then a springboard elbow, and then Ricochet hits the recoil, followed by the shooting star press for the win. Uh, the recoil was great because Trick sold it like Scott Hall, WrestleMania 18 stunner, like jumps up in that, the air, yeah. like bouncing, right? Uh, and then I love how Melo was like, don't worry, when, when Ricochet goes up for the shooting star, Melo to commentary is like, don't worry, he, he's got this move we've been practicing. Show him, Trick, show him. And then he, he just gets hit with the shooting star, so Melo's just like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, you can, you really saw Ricochet kind of work slower yeah. and down a level here, like yeah. compared to what we got with, with Melo. Trick is... Is still pretty green. I like Trick. I think he is improving. But when you see this in such close proximity to the match with Mello, it felt it felt like this should have been the warm up match before Worlds Collide. Yeah, you know. And um, yeah, it's still after the match. Ricochet and Mello were kind of George acting a bit more. So you wonder if there's there's going to be more with these two. I think so. Going forward. I think so. Yeah. Um, but this this for me was maybe the the weakest match. On the show, it still like was entertaining. I honestly, it was mellow that made me yeah he howl through the whole thing, man. He, I'll keep keep saying this guy's my favorite bit of the show, and I'd say he's a polished act at this point. I, I don't know so. what else there would be for him to do here. But I, I also like how the the team is kind of like mellow recognizes trick isn't great yet, right? Yeah, and he's like, ah, oh, okay, man. All yeah, right. but it works. Yeah, it, 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 really, it really works. works. I, I think these two are really entertaining. Um, we see Stax and Tony at the the coffee table. Um, Still not st- sitting Standing yeah. coffee table, uh, drinking more espresso. This time they've got their biscotti with them as well. When Cameron Grimes walks in and uh, Tony asks if he has reconsidered joining the family, uh, Grimes says, ah, you're just like Gacy. You don't stop. And the answer is no. Not today, not tomorrow, not any day. And Cameron Grimes don't need nobody, and not you two. And Tony D says, well, you know what happened to the last two guys that said no? I ran them out. And Grimes says, well, I'm not like those other two guys. And Stack says, yeah, because people actually respect them. And then Grimes throws espresso at Stacks here. Did you say espresso? Espresso. (laughs) And they brawl, and it leads to an Urinagi... From Tony D to Grimes through the table, which had plates and things all up on yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And look, if I was Stacks and I had hot coffee thrown at me, I'd be running to find ice and water. As it like this scene ends and Stacks has just stood there yeah, with coffee fine. on him. Tony D's even like smacking him on the chest, yeah. being like, "Yeah, you got him." It's because they were drinking cold coffee. Earlier. I guess so. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, hot coffee would really like McDonald's gets sued about this all yeah. the time. So like if it was a true fresh espresso there, so they were offering Grimes cold espresso. Yeah, that's why it didn't burn. Is my thing. Mm. But the thing through the table looked good. Maybe it's the Italian way. Cold. Look, cold coffee's good if you know it's on ice and all that stuff. Yeah. But just when it's just sitting there and it goes cold, it's not yeah. that. You great. need ice cold, not like room temperature room. coffee yeah. is not ideal yeah yeah but poor grimes yeah get those burns looked at i hope he's all right yeah yeah uh 
we then get a uh, a little vignette for a a surfer gimmick. Yeah, and Sol Ruka. Sol Ruka. We see her Coming surfing. Soon. There's seagulls. She's on a beach. Surfs up, dude. I'm excited. A surfer gimmick. You know, I love my Point Break. Yeah, I'm all about this. Do, do you know much about Sol Ruka? Uh, I know that she was one of the like ath- athletes that was signed. Okay. From WWE. I followed her on our Up Next Twitter account uh, a little while ago. So coming soon. Okay. Surfer gimmick. Maybe she'll be like Cora Jade, but she'll surf out to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Just carry a board to the ring. Just carry the board. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. And then she'll turn heel real quick and start using it as a weapon. Yes. She'll wax these Break apart midair. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I we haven't had we have Matt Riddle who kind of you know the stoner. he's got the surfer vibe. But, yeah, uh, Naka, surf- Nakamura is the surfer. Nakamura could have a surfer. Sol Ruka and Nakamura. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Yeah, Ro- what's her name? Sol Ruka. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, via con Dios, bro. Mm. We go to the Diamond Dojo where Brutus is mad and he says he's going to break Damon's face for what he did, and next time we see him, it's on sight. On, on site, Braden. It's on site. And next week they have the rematch with Pretty Deadly, and Julius says they'll add fuel to the fire, saying basically we're we're already pissed off and we're going to be even more pissed off and just kill Pretty Deadly next week. And Brutus actually says, "Yeah, we'll beat Pretty Deadly and then I'm killing Damon Kent." Right. Uh, which is it's one of those rules in WWE. You you never say you're going to kill someone ah. or they're going to be dead. But Brutus is that mad. That mad. Uh, Pretty Deadly then walk in and say that next week the WWE Universe can pick the stipulation. And Julius says that he's going to take his rage out on their bitch asses. Damn, he's really mad. So, uh, Hell in a Cell is what I pick for these these four next weeks. (laughs) So, it turns out next week is turning into some sort of fan pick the vote. One year anniversary of Mm 2.0 and they got some matches. It so happens to be on a Tuesday. Why don't they call it Taboo Tuesday? Makes sense, doesn't it? But yeah. they, they're not calling no. it Taboo Taboo Come Tuesday. Come Tuesday. <laughs> they did this thing on Raw for quite a while, didn't they? Like the fan vote. Yeah. Like, um, yeah but it would right. always be like, what do you want to see these guys in? A street fight? A hardcore match? No DQ. A Fool's <laughs> Count Anywhere or a no DQ? And you're like, ah, okay. All right, it's all the same. Um, That's what it's going to be. Yeah, be interested to see what the... The stipulation inferno match yeah we then go to nathan fraser versus axiom uh this i found weird because they kind of made out last week that this was gonna hey, what <laughs> <laughs> uh they kind of implied last week that this was going to be at worlds collide right right and they also mentioned first they mentioned a rounds match and then they mentioned like numbers best two out of three right um but now it's it's a best of three series. Yes. So they're going to have three matches and this is the first one. Which I think if you made a bit clearer in that promo, this we would be a, have a bit more excited. They were definitely talking about rounds, weren't they? They were talking about they were rounds. like talking about the British wrestling and, and then, rounds. And yeah, stuff. and then because, you know, Axiom doesn't know anything about that. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. So then they make it seem like, no, we'll have a two out of three falls match. But now it's best of three series. So that means they'll fight two more times after this match. Which is great. You don't see that in wrestling quite as, as no, much. I Remember like, the Best of Seven series? Like yeah. Those are always really good. So, And I, I think it would be a good way to... Uh, like these two from this match, you can see have great chemistry as For well. Sure. So it's going to help each guy. Yeah. And by the time that third match comes along, you give them a bit more time and yeah. do 
Uh, I I like this. Uh, they start with some uh, wrist locks where both guys are just rolling through, kipping up. Uh, Axiom does, which I've not really seen before, like a one-handed handstand cartwheel kind of thing out of the wrist lock. Yeah. Uh, Axiom then goes for a bow and arrow, but Fraser flips through out of it into a crossbody pin attempt. There's then a tope suicida from Axiom, followed by the high cross for a two count. Uh, Fraser then hits this, like, suplex lift into this twisting cutter, which looked pretty awesome. Yeah, this was insane because it was so fast. Like, yeah. Watching this on normal speed looked like you were watching it on like three speed. So I, I feel like they need to put it in slow mo to see. Mm. Like it was, it was almost like the wind storm wind thing. What's it called? Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. It was like spinning the guy, nailing him. I thought this was over. Yeah. Uh, Phrase then follows up with a moonsault. Uh, like it's kind of like the the AJ moonsault reverse DDT, but he turns it into a final cut. Yeah. Uh, which looked great. Uh, and then a standing shooting star press, but Axiom gets the knees up. Axiom then goes for a cross face, but Fraser gets the ropes. And then Fraser locks in this really deep Boston Crab, transitions it to a single Boston Crab, and then more into like the, the calf crusher here, which looked really good. He was almost, what, Beth Phoenix Molina, where she used the own foot to hit her in the head with it. He was, right. he was almost doing that with this guy's leg. Axiom manages to make it to the ropes, and then... Out of nowhere, hits his like one-legged drop kick. It's, finish. It's basically like the the calf kick or the what, almost like a yakuza kick, just a single leg lariat kind of thing. It looked great here, but it still just looks like a drop kick. Yeah, he he does so many other kicks in the match. Yeah. that you go, oh, that's the finish. I'm not convinced on that, but I thought this was the best showing from both of these two. Yeah, for I sure. Think. I Easi- thought this was really good. Yeah, easily the best stuff they've done since being here in NXT 2.0. Uh, great nonstop action throughout the whole match. Like the technical stuff was great. The high flying, the kip ups, there's like that kind of superhero flippy stuff. Mm. That was really great. But then a lot of the wrestling like held up. Like you mentioned, one of them's doing a cross face. One of them's doing the walls. Like everyone's doing something back and forth. Mm. It wasn't the longest match, but it felt like there wasn't any downtime in it. So it was really great. And Nathan Fraser, if you keep with this guy, like down the road, him and Seth just makes so oh, yeah. much sense. For right? sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. Um, and. Yeah, look, I assume Fraser's going to get the next match, and then... I'd say check this match out. It was pretty good, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah these two impressed. I'm not too into Axiom's gimmick, because the, they put a picture out, and I'm pretty sure they took it down and switched the picture, where his face, you can kind of see it through the mask. Right. I guess they use Flash to take a picture of him. His face just looks like he's wearing a sock <laughs> squish in his face. Like, give, give him some breathing. I, thought the tight, I, I think he was wearing different tights here. Maybe. I thought they looked better today. Yeah. I um, want the last fall. So Axiom... Wins this Axiom one. Axiom won the first one. So he's got numbers on the board. So mm-hmm. if he wins the second one, they don't have a third. Yes. Okay. So I'm assuming Frazier wins the next one, and then we'll, we'll finally get to the conclusion. I so. But uh, I liked this. By the end of the match, they were, like, going after each other, whereas first it was friendly competition, mm-hmm. and then it got, like, more aggressive. And uh, I thought this was a good stuff. And do more of this. The, the, you know, we'll fight a few times. Yeah. Baseball, baseball games do that every fucking weekend. There's like three, three headers or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Hank, security Hank, is with Fuck the yeah. whole uh, security team as they they're hired to guard Gallus. Are, are they protecting others from Gallus or protecting Gallus? I'm not 
entirely sure. They made it seem like things are getting too rowdy around here with Gallus. There was such a missed opportunity here to just have one of them sprint off. Oh, right, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like come the, on, you've yeah. got a security team, yeah. just have... WWE like doing the background stuff now, right. like on Raw and SmackDown, things that are going on, like, behind an interview. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about the red hoodie, uh, the, the, the Schism's red hoodie person who's been taking their pins. The person oh, in the background yeah. with the red oh, hoodie, yeah. little red riding hood. True. So who, who could that this? be? Yeah, exactly. Who is that? Yeah. Another mystery. Um, yeah, so Hank is head security guy. Hank's the man. Like, telling them, like, what they got to do tonight. When Javier Barnell, I said, don't remind me his name because I, <laughs> I, I, I'll try to remember it before the show. But luckily, they announced it later on. Uh, he comes and just makes fun of them, calls them rent a cop. It's job a cop, Javier. Yeah, job a cop. Do not listen. Um, <laughs> and Hank tells him to watch himself. Javier says, "Look, I'm a superstar, and you're not even a wrestler." And Hank says, "I may not be a superstar." But I'll whoop your ass every day of the week, you prick. Uh, you prick has become like his his catchphrase, yeah. I guess he said it the other week. Um, but seeing on on Twitter, uh, closed captions for this said, I may not be a superstar, but I'll wipe your ass every day of the week. <laughs> that changes the, the whole sentence. I, I love this gimmick. I can't believe we haven't had a security guard gimmick before. It's I mean, Jericho's, uh, was it Ralph? Ralphus? I guess, yeah. But this is <laughs> a for, real security For all guard. the goofiness of 2.0, yeah. this feels just so real. It's just these are the security guys that work. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Hank's corner here. All you need to do with Hank is eventually give Hank the Goldberg spot. And, he can't, can't, and if he's I think, coming from that... Like, I think they, yeah. If he's coming from a security guard point of view like just give him this monster but like the job a cop security thing has been such a trope for such a long yeah. time to actually make one of them a character i think it's i think it's pretty smart i yeah. i'm into this shout out hank we're, shout out hank yeah we're here to, we're here for hank we support hank <laughs> uh we see quincy elliott who's riding around orlando on his scooter like a moped yeah, yeah. and uh you're hearing all these voices of people that aren't there. Like the streets are completely empty, <laughs> but you're hearing, Oh my God, is that, is that Quincy Elliot? Oh my God. And he's just smiling, waving, waving to, to all these no people one. that don't exist. And he says, nothing is cuter than a boy on his scooter. And people can't keep my name out their mouth as it keeps on showing all tweets about Quincy Elliot. Was our tweets up there? Uh, did we tweet? No. And he says, don't worry, baby. Next week I'm coming. So his whole promos have been like tongue in cheek, yeah, innuendos. Because he starts off by saying the biggest package is about to be delivered, and says it's coming next week, and then he says next week I'm coming. Like, yes, I don't know if you understand what he's trying to oh, yeah. uh, say there, but he's coming. Very smart. Yeah. Uh, very good writing here. So nothing's cuter than a boy on his scooter. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to see see what happens with Big Quincy next week. Yeah, the super diva. Yeah. What's his name? The, yeah, Diva. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is next week. So we'll finally get the debut of Quincy. Uh, we see Trick and Mello backstage and uh, Trick says, yeah, I lost, but even a, a broken clock is right twice a day. And I am still taller, stronger and better looking than Ricochet. And uh, is it Mackenzie here reveals that next week the WWE universe can decide who Carmelo Hayes opponent is. For the North American title. Uh, yeah. I, I pick Brock Lesnar. That, yeah, that's I, who I, I'm voting for. Goldberg. Yeah. 
Triple H. (laughs) (laughs) All of the above. CM Punk. Yeah. So Melo's going to put the title on the line, and we got to vote. Yes. Before next week. Uh, Who do you think? Ricochet. You think it would just be Ricochet? They're going to be like, pick uh, Rip Fowler, uh, Javier Bardem, or... Ricochet. Ricochet. So like... That's what that's what they used to do at those Taiwan yeah. Tuesdays and stuff anyways. So yeah. it's, it'll be like that. Yeah. Uh, Which their match was awesome. It was good. At, so at I'm, I'm happy if they run that back. So but please do. To be honest, any any mellow opponent, like they, yeah. they do pick quite well for him. Uh, and I'm always down for a mellow match. Do it. Uh, could you see him losing next week? It, the only, it's a surprise opponent. Yeah, the only way I see this dude losing that title is so that they can he can go, you know what, I am going to go for Braun's title, and then he does beat yeah. Braun. Like, he's the only viable, big enough superstar on this show that could take the title from Braun. We go to our main event of the evening, Gallus. Uh, this time it's the Coffee Brothers teaming with Wolfgang on the outside. It's, yeah. it's often, what, Wolfgang and Mark Coffee with Joe as the singles. Here we were talking about how we need barista gimmicks in nxt when we got the coffee brothers right here right why didn't we i think we said this last week yeah why don't we have that we'll get that scene at one point with tony d and stack that's not coffee this is coffee (laughs) Poof. (laughs) i bet they don't drink good coffee i can't imagine gallus having a good tasting coffee their coffee is just iron brew their coffee are they what are they iron brew no what's that it's like the scottish national drink it's just orange oh orange pop iron brew it's, Scottish, it's not good for you. Like I know Irish people like putting like Bailey's in it. Oh, that looks like like Orange Crush. It's not. It 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 has its own flavor. I can't even describe. Like Brio. It's like how do you describe what Coca Cola tastes like? Coca Cola just tastes like Coca Cola. It's like sugary, you know? caramelly. Yeah, Iron Brew just tastes like. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. You're telling me that's what the Scottish people put in their because co- like Irish people no, that's Bailey's what they drink instead of, co- uh, instead like, of co- that's like their national drink, just Iron Brew. Does it have caffeine in it? Uh, it's got a fuckload of sugar. All right. Interesting. Know, maybe. Is that where they all have like orange hair and beards? Yeah. Because they drink all this yeah. iron brew? I am painting the whole of Scotland with a massive paintbrush <laughs> here, but it, it is very popular. Do they all eat haggis and wear kilts and yes, stuff too? Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, exactly. I'm learning a lot about my culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see what it how it describes. How to describe iron, iron brew? Iron brew is a Scottish carbonated Soft drink, often described as Scotland's other national drink after whiskey. Oh, yeah. Introduced Scottish in 1901, Scotch. the drink is blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Scots um, will... Gallus just puts scotch in their coffee in the morning. They yeah. wake up, put some scotch... It's got whiskey. caffeine in there as well. Nice. And Should we try to find some? Yeah, there's literally in the ingredients no fruit flavoring at all. It's just all chemicals and sugar and caffeine. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That sounds good. We should try to find some in the States. Iron brew? Yeah. We could probably find, there's some of those, there's a couple of like those stores here that do like uh, UK. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it in the other stores. Yeah, because they have like UK stores. And and then what's good is the, uh, they do it as a, like a chewy bar as well. The iron brew bars are pretty good. Interesting. Okay. Just get them on the way to school. So you, you do enjoy this? Like, I prefer the chewy bars, but like my teeth are too fucked for that kind of stuff. Okay, Right. right. Interesting. Iron Brew. Well, hey, you learned, we learned something today. Yes. Multiculturalism. Absolutely. We've been all over the place today yeah. for this show. Uh, we've got Gallus taking on Tyler Bate and Bron Breaker. And, uh, yeah, Bate gets, I think it's 
uh, Mark in this headlock, but he, he does the thing where as he's in the headlock, he's holding his foot and using his foot to kick him in the yeah. face. Simon Gotch used to do this, I remember. Right. Don't uh, say his name or your YouTube algorithm will start playing his videos <laughs> after everything. Uh, yeah, but I quite like this. And, and I do, Bates kind of got that similar kind of look, like the strong man kind of thing. Yeah, I get you. The, the move is cool. Back. I so like he's using it. his own foot to hit to him in the head. Yeah. While he's got the headlock in. Yeah. Uh, there's then a, a double delayed suplex from both Bates and Bron, followed by a double kip up from them both. Tandem standing moonsaults. I thought this was a pretty good spot. Yeah. Also, this kind of shows, this was a mix of kind of showing off Tyler Bate, how strong he is for his size, but also how agile Bron Breaker is for his With size, doing what the smaller guy is doing. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, there's then a bear hug from Joe Coffey, which lasted forever. Uh, Bate finally makes the tag to Bron, uh, who's just running the ropes, catches Joe with his big kind of pick out of midair power slam. Uh, Mark blind tags in, but gets caught with the spine buster. Uh, Bron then pulls straps down and then gets uh, Mark Coffey on his shoulders as Tyler climbs up the top and they hit the uh, the Doomsday Bulldog. Sorry, I'm, I'm blanking. Steiner Liner? Steiner Liner, is that like it? That, yeah. Um, but this is when Wolfgang climbs up on the apron to try and distract and Bate hits him with a bop and bang. And then Joe goes for the discus lariat but gets speared by Bron and then uh, Tyler hits the Tyler Driver 97 on, I think with Mark here, to pick up the win. Yeah, uh, not the, the best match on this show, but it definitely highlighted Braun and Tyler. Like you said, it got, they got to get some great stuff in. And then when eventually it's Tyler being beaten down, he gets Braun to save him in there at hitting the mm. spears and the big moves. And then Bate getting the win is like a nice little, like, addition there. Like, not so much giving Braun all the, like, the rub there, but Gallus were just there to, to, to get beaten up, there was nothing from them that stood out. I, I know we make fun of these guys because they just look like a bunch of guys, and that's exactly what they still continue to look like anytime I've watched them. They don't do anything very impressive. They are walking around. Sure, they can bump for the other guys, but they don't They don't really stand out at no, all. No. You could have put in any other two people. I didn't realize Wolfgang was on the outside for this match for the first five minutes and then realized when he was like – trying to sweep at someone's leg or something. I was like, what is he in the match? And I was like, oh, wait, he's not. Oh, there's two coffees. Right, okay. Genuinely, like, sure, they're great lads, but go away heat from me for these guys. And and already, very quickly, they've been positioned as, uh, like, like losers. Like, that, they had the the big angle coming in, taking out Diamond Mine, but then they weren't in, they weren't, one of the final two teams in the elimination match. They were eliminated early, uh, losing here. Yeah. It's it's already, you're, you're telling me not to take these guys serious. I don't, like, just from the look of them. Um, and, yeah, they just don't, like, I can't I can't tell you anything they did in this match. Exactly, really. there was yeah. There a bear hug. Yeah, um, they don't do a, lot, a whole lot. Bate and Bron were actually quite fun yeah. as a team. As a team, I And great. I think Breaker's been good at this when we've seen him. He did the... Obviously, the little run with Champa. He had the match with Apollo. He does do some fun things to try and like uh, be a tag team with his partner, and yeah. which I think his lineage makes sense because his his dad was in a one of the best tag teams ever. So I think it's fun seeing Bron in these tag situations. Uh, but it would have been more fun against a more interesting team. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I, well, after the match, there oh. was an attack. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
After the match, JD McDonough runs out and drops bait with the devil inside. Yeah, and then runs away from Braun. Yeah. So he attacks bait, which I guess sets up that match. Which we saw at one of the takeovers, right? Yeah. Which was really was good. Really good. So I, I'm perfectly fine with these two. Yeah, I assume that's JD's way of trying to get back at Braun to go for the title again as well down the line. Maybe. Possibly yeah. something like that. Because I know we got... The net, like it's it's early September right now, but I imagine we're getting Halloween Havoc as either a TV special or a mm. premium live pay per view thing. So either way, I'm assuming we're getting someone spooky, and we're not going back to Gacy. So are they going to prolong JD McDonough till that to make him like the creepy villain for that show, or because he, he's got to beat Bait to then go challenge for for Braun? So yeah, yeah, you could do the three way. True. If if uh, if bait is still he's kind of literally beat both of them, though. he has been both of them. That is, the and thing. I thought NXT UK was dead because all of them are just hanging out on 2.0 now. Axiom, Fraser, Bait, Gallus, JD, yeah. like the schismed lads, they're all here. I'm okay with that though. It, it's time. Like NXT UK did feel like the feeder system to here. This, yeah. So, and I think they're gonna want them on. Uh at least a few weeks on NXT before moving up to the main roster or to figure out okay, yeah. what are we actually going to do with these guys? Um, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad episode at all. It had three really strong matches. I thought, and the rest of it, nothing like pissed me off. Nothing except Gallus. Yeah. <laughs> Gallus kind of, stinks. Kind of, yeah. Sounds like it stinks. The but Gallus. I, I really enjoyed, yeah, the, the Nathan Fraser axiom match, the Wesley JD McDonough match, but my match of the night was the women's, uh, Roxanne Perez versus Mako Satamora. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Honestly, the axiom match was great. And, but I'd still say just out of having a full story and everything kind of going on, Satamora and Roxanne was, was great. I well. felt the pacing was match. a little better today as well. I thought the matches got a little bit more time and you, you had some, backstage stuff but it wasn't like scene after scene after scene yeah either. so uh a stronger episode for me I honestly thought. it was and it had wrestling so yeah. that's why I, I liked it so yeah i'd say low points is uh gallus and <laughs> and uh i don't know nothing really pissed me off too much on this show no so i liked it it's probably different. one of my favorite 2.0s yep just because like three matches on a on a show like this yeah yeah, we haven't had three strong matches on just a TV episode yeah. before, have we? So it was good. All right. Well, that's what we thought. Shall we go to the Facebook group to see what you guys thought? Yeah. And I mean, make sure you vote for next week's. Uh... Yeah, we want Brock Lesnar versus uh, Carmelo Hayes. Or can we get... Is Braun in the match? Can we vote for his opponent? Can we get Braun v. Braun? Braun v. Braun? Yeah. We could do Braun v. Braun. Braun! Yeah, Braun, Braun's back. And barbed wire everywhere, Matt. Oh, that would for, be great. Uh, for Pretty Deadly. Yeah, let's book it. Yeah. WWE.com. <laughs> Join our Facebook group if you haven't, because we'll let you post comments or questions, just like how Megan did, who wrote in here, saying, Perez Satamura delivered. I was on the edge thinking there would be a non-finish, but I was relieved to see it end cleanly. Roxanne gained a defeat and Mako got to showcase her skills to a U.S. audience. It was neat to see Ricochet, Nikki, and Dewdrop on NXT. Kemp had some potential as a heel. And Frazier and Axiom's trilogy is off to a nice start. And the main event was solid. So, Megan liked this show. Megan liked this show. Uh, we then go to 
Fire Frank, who says, Very good show tonight. Maker Re- Roxanne had a banger, and Trick held his own with Mr. O'Shea. Where's JD was fun, and Kemp actually had a decent heel promo. Main event was fine. The burning question, though, is who's in the red hoodie? Uh, Magan suggests that maybe it's uh, Isla Dawn. No. UK. She wears a red hood. Which would, yeah. Would fit. She's spooky. She's spooky. She'd fit in with a schism lamp. She's like a witch. She brainwashes people and stuff okay. in NXT. So, in the, in the UK. Mm. We go to Sean, who writes in, Guys, this was a great show. These matches tonight were, dare I say, it. Black and gold level. Wow. NXT made great use of the UK and made roster talent hanging around. And even the vignettes and promos were good. Damon Kemp in particular stood out as giving his explanation for turning on them. Referencing his real life history with Brutus was a great touch. Match of the night honors go to Perez and Satamura and Axiom v. Frazier. And hey, we're getting Taboo Tuesday next week for 2.0's one year anniversary. Can't wait. I mean... From now until next Tuesday, they better start calling it that. Yes. Like, I don't know why they're doing it. Just change it to that. We go to Corey, who says, Tuned in to see Mako wrestle. Was happy about that. Rest of the show was eh. Mainly interested to see who the red-hooded person that schism seems to be courting is. I see that there is still no Saray, which just makes me want her out of the company and back in Japan, where she could be having bangers in stardom, where she was originally going to head to before WWE called her over to the US and finding actual success. Damn. And then Sean writes in again, the disrespect for Gallus, sad. Yeah. Big Gallus. Yeah. Big Gallus fan. Makes me sad watching them too. (laughs) Uh, Well, that was NXT. That was up next. We hope you enjoyed us talking about some NXT. You can always hear us talk about all the other wrestling, retro pay-per-view reviews, movie reviews, out on our Patreon. But if you want to hear us talk about tomorrow's AEW Dynamite, it'll be out sometime Thursday as we're going to the show tomorrow. We're going to have a lot of fun. So follow our socials at Up Next Podcast on Twitter and the Facebook group as well as our personal socials to see kind of the shenanigans we get mm. up to. Maybe our Instagram stories. You're you're sleeping if you don't follow us on Instagram on oh, our yeah. personal accounts because you would have seen some, some fun stuff from this weekend Great from stuff. the wrestling shows we go to. So we're looking forward to doing that and then uh next wednesday after 2.0 next week on wednesday the super show one year in review with denise and the solo monster so solo monster solo monster yeah Yeah, really looking forward to that chat that should be really fun yeah we're gonna have a great little round table talking about some 2.0 so we would love some feedback and join Mm. us in the chat 1 p.m that wednesday next wednesday because we'll go through the good the bad and the ugly of 2.0 of one year so follow the socials Join the Facebook group. We appreciate you guys very, very much. And uh, we'll be back very shortly. We'll see you soon, guys. I, myself, Brayden Harrington. Find me, Twitter, Instagram, at D, And you can find me at Davey Portman. That's it. That's all. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And don't bite people. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.